0: What's up, peeps? My name's Jeff, and you're listening to Jeff Relax, man, the podcast where you Brits get to learn about the komushas of Zimbabwe, yes, that is in Africa. No, it's not South Africa. And for the Zimbos listening, you guys get a taste of England life, where, believe it or not, everything actually works here. Join me as I navigate life as a homo, sapien, because I'm not gay. You're all gay. Lol. Go, go, go. Guess who's back? Back again. Then and Da-na, the rest of the words. It's me, your host Jeff, and you're listening to Jeff Relax Man. I hope you guys are looking forward to another episode because we got some juicy stuff. This one is going to be all about, not all about, but mainly about crocodiles and all the different encounters I've had in them and friends have had. These are some deadly ass motherfuckers that you just. You do not want to mess with them, because there's a reason they have, you know, lasted so long in the history of the earth, and one of the most prehistoric creatures, because yeah, they're deadly. Um, I spent most of my childhood, like all my holidays, we went to Lake Kariba, which was heavily infested with crocodiles. You do not swim in this lake. Mm, well, sometimes you do. But that's later in the episode. Lake Hariba is like the sixth biggest man-made lake in the world. It's about 5,500 square kilometers. Um, in 2004, there were approximately 10,000 crocodiles in this lake. And I don't know, that's the early earliest... That's the earliest... That's, just, <laughs> that's the earliest statistic I could find. <laughs> God, I need to stop choping. Um, no doubt honestly, I think this number is easily doubled at this point because these guys live for sixty years, and you know, and they just love to breed loads of babies, don't they um, so a few of my crocodile experiences have been I was a kid who just loved to go fishing, like all the adults would go out every single day from I don't know nine o'clock in the morning till four o'clock in the afternoon. And they would just go spend the day on the boat, fishing, drinks, snacks. And all the other kids would just stay at the lodges, swim in all the pools. But I had really bad hay fever. And all the lodges were thatched. I kind of have allergy asthma. So I fucking died every time we went to Lake Kariba. Even if it was for a couple days, I ended up sleeping in the lounge, which was the only place with no thatched roof. The worst, oh I thought I was going to die one time because we were there for two weeks and obviously I did whatever I could to get out of the lodges. So I just became the kid that went fishing every single day with the adults. I absolutely loved it. And one time we were sitting there, we're chatting, we're fishing and my dad likes to sit on the front of the boat with a little stool and out of nowhere this crocodile comes up to the side of the boat from underneath so you couldn't see it coming. And we had caught a couple fish. We had a keep net hanging off the side of the boat in the water to keep the fish alive and, you know, ready to take home to eat. And this crocodile comes up and latches onto this keep net, trying to eat all the fish. It's like death rolling, splashing in the water, rocking the boat. Because this thing's like properly tied to the boat. So it's trying to pull it off, but it won't snap. So the boat is fully rocking. My dad almost falls into the water at this point. Like it was pure chaos. The crocodiles have never done that before. i have like, it's only, it's only recently that they've actually started doing this. That they've got more brave with the humans. And they're like, ah, free food. I don't give a shit if there's music or a boat or people. They will go straight for your keep net. Like these animals have too much pride, huh? And these crocodiles are, Honestly, even the small ones would do this. The ones that are like a meter, two meters long. This one, when they attacked the keep net, was three, four meters. This was a fucking huge ass crocodile. Like, imagine three of me, two of me, two and a half, let's go with. I'm not that short. Standing on top of each other. That's how tall this fucking crocodile was. But another time this crocodile had absolutely no, no worries, no scaredness. No, it was just brave. It came up. I don't know if it was mad or what, but we park all the boats in front of the lodges and we often go down and fish off the end of the boat. You know, there was a whole spun of us. There was a couple of families. We had a few lodges all rented out and we we're all sitting there having some drinks, chatting. And out of nowhere, we just hear a couple of the kids screaming because they're just playing on the lawn. This crocodile had climbed up onto the boat. Like, let me just say this, I've never seen this before, I've never heard of this, and I was somehow lucky enough to be there while this was happening and watch it in front of me. This crocodile had climbed up the back of the boat, and it just started attacking the canopy. It literally bucking, destroyed it. The canopy was ripped off its hinges, all the, the material for the canopy was all ripped up, and it was just attacking it for a good, like, minute or so, and... We've never seen crocodiles behave like this before. It was honestly pretty scary that they were starting to attack the boats now and not just go for the keep nets. My dad was so bloody overprotective. As soon as he saw this, we were not allowed to fish off the back of the boat for months. Like, this is a one in a million thing to happen. And of course it happened to me and my brother. And of course my dad saw and knew. So... No more fishing on the back of the boat. like. And I just found being in the lodge quite boring. I just loved to fish. So I was always, whenever we were home, just fishing off the back of the boat, catching some little guys. But, you know, I guess my dad was just looking out for me and my brother. Couldn't lose us, which is quite nice. But then, so my dad is so fucking overprotective, yet at this lakeside fun run I told you about in the last episode... He decides, you know, all that after drinking after the run, they're all getting drunk. And my mom told me, you know, years and years ago, when they started going to these things, my dad decided to swim across the bay, absolutely wasted. And this isn't just a, you know, swimming across the bay. This is one of the most croc infested bays in Lake Kariba. First, you know, the first time this happened, my mom absolutely freaked the fuck out. She was shouting at him from the side, and he's just nope, just swimming across the bay, not a care in the world, because he's just stupid. And now, if he does it, my mom's just like, ah, you know what, it's his own fault. I'm not worrying about him. If he dies, he dies. What can I do? He's gone, he's drunk, he's not going to listen to anyone. I don't know why he decides to do that or wants to do that. But, yeah, it was definitely scary as a kid when all the other kids would come running to me and be like, your dad's swimming, your dad's swimming. And yet we weren't even allowed to go on the barges by the boats. That's how many crocs were in this bay. So, fucking hypocrite. I don't know, because you have all these warnings of crocodiles are bad, crocodiles are evil. Not evil, but like, you know, you just don't go in the water if they're there. Yet, you would see all the locals... They would just walk out when the, you know, when the water was really low because dam wall had been opened and... They would walk out for 300 meters, waist deep, and just start fishing. Apparently the trick is to just be completely still. I've never heard of any of them getting eaten, never seen it, but no doubt it's definitely happened. So yeah, we went, we were always told, do not swim in Lake Riba, do not... But there was always times where it was known as, we just called it the middle, obviously for a reason. Like you would go out to the middle of the lake and apparently it was too deep there for crocodiles. So we would all drive the boat to the middle. Usually we would be on a houseboat and could go on a little houseboat trip and we would literally just be jumping off the roof into this water. But as soon as you're at the water, you are spring swimming back to the back with a boat to try and climb in because you are scared shitless because everyone's like like teasing you like fuck I need to get out of here um a lot of the houseboats did have cages on the back which was quite cool so you could literally swim in the bay in this cage when you're all parked up because Korea was fucking hot you know you had 35 40 degree 45 degree sometime weather like pure sun which was nice but if your boat didn't have a hot tub you would You would want the cage. You would make sure you got a boat with a cage. And it came on a couple years later. You know when drones came about? Someone would fly a drone above the houseboats. Or just like all around. And you could see exactly that this the whole myth of... Oh, there's no crocs in the middle. Was so false. Because the crocodiles swim across the lakes all the time. And I think someone had a drone... I literally saw within, let's say, a square kilometre, there was about ten crocodiles swimming around just on top of the water. Somehow, we never got, you know, never got hassled by them or anything, never saw them. But they're always there, so be careful. Okay, so if you didn't know, just off, well not just off, Lake Kariba flows through a dam wall into a river called the Zambezi River. This is quite a famous river in Zimbabwe because it leads onto Victoria Falls. If you don't know, Victoria Falls is one of the seven wonders of the world. And oh my God, if you have not been there or seen it, you need to go there. I'm still pissed off at my mom because our whole childhood, we had never seen it. I'd never been to Victoria Falls until I had moved to England and gone back on holiday. That was the first time I'd ever seen it. And at Victoria Falls, there are a couple activities. You've got the gorge swing. You've got the bungee jump. You've got Devil's Pool. Uh, I was too young and my mom would let me go in Devil's Pool. But basically, this is this like little pool right on the edge of the waterfall where I think it's like six or seven people actually die every year from falling over the edge. Um, But, you know, go at your own risk. Who can stop you? Me and my brother ended up doing the gorge swing. We were quite still quite young and very light. We we're too light for to go by ourselves, so we did a tandem. And this gorge swing is about it's a 70 meter free fall across Victoria Falls. And Victoria Falls is very, very wide. So it's a huge swing. And me and my brother were like, yeah, you know what? Let's do this. We've got to do one of these. And my mom had already done this before, a couple of years back. We were literally getting all harnessed up. The guy's filming. I do have a video of it, but it's on DVD. And I don't think we can get that off. I don't think I own a single thing that has a DVD holder anymore. Blimey. Blimey. Lol. Waste break. Um, But we're getting all harnessed up, ready to jump. And my mom is in tears. She's already crying, being like, oh my god, they're going to die. Yeah, she's already done this before. So, like, what are you crying for? Puss, oh, honestly, my legs were, like, jelly. Standing on the edge of this platform, you can feel the, the rope pulling you forward. And you're only being held in by, like, one harness staying, like, attached to the platform. So as soon as that gets unclipped, you are just pulled off this platform. So we're, you know, we're now free-falling, I'm like, oh my god, okay, we've been free-falling for way too long. The rope snapped. This isn't like, we're going to die. I start screaming at the top of my lungs. As soon as the the thing catches us, I'm like, oh my god, we're alive. My brother looks over at me, he's like, you're such a pussy. Honestly, I was like, no way, we've been free-falling for so long. I thought, this is it, we're dying, we're dead. And yeah, obviously, my younger brother, he was cooler than me and braver than me, so it was obviously just a little wet wipe. But as we're swinging you know, back and forth, starting to come to a uh, just a standstill. Below us, oh, oh, honestly, it fucking stunk. We looked below it and there was this rotting dead hippo just on the rocks. I don't know if it had been washed up or it had fallen from the cliffside. The smell, honestly, I was retching. I almost had a vomiting all over my brother. But if you don't know, hippos, when they die, if they aren't, like, Their skin isn't pierced. They start to bloat with this gas. They get so swollen that if their skin is pierced, they literally explode. So many animals have died from trying to eat a dead hippo and this things exploded and killed them. If you haven't, go look up a video of it. It's insane. It's literally like an actual bomb at this point of just fucking dead hippo. So if you haven't been to Victoria Falls, Lake Reba, if you go to Lake Reba, you have to do a houseboat trip. You have to. Uh, I've got quite a few stories coming up soon on that. And go to the Zambezi River. Go to Victoria Falls. You will absolutely love it. In Zim, we grew up on biltong. If you don't know what biltong is, it is basically just massive pieces of dried meat. <laughs> I remember coming to England for the first time and i my first couple of friends, I was like, yeah, biltong, like, what is that? It's basically beef jerky. But I brought some in to, for them to try. And immediately they, both of them spat it out. They're like, what the fuck is that? That tastes horrible. Yet, I don't know, I guess it's product of your environment. I don't know a single person from Zim or South Africa who would say no to a piece of biltong. Everyone loves it. It is what you live on as like a snack or a treat or... It's an everyday thing in them. The best was when we went to my cousin's house. My mum was quite stingy with the bull tongs. She'd give us a little piece. But when we went to their house, you got a huge stick of it that you could literally just chew on for the afternoon. And there's so much always. It was amazing. It's so good that when I'm with Cal or whenever I go to London, it is essential. Like, I will not go to London and not go to the Savannah shop at the stations, I will always get the chili chutney biltong, the original chunks. I always ask for extra fatty pieces, my favorite, and a little bit of garlic oh, dry I just get some different treats as well, like ghost pops, fizz pops, fizzes. Ooh. Honestly, I love it so much that we bought a biltong machine and it's at home. And every couple of weeks, I'm going to Tesco, getting a little beef joint, and making my own biltong because honestly, this one is cheaper. To so good, cut it up, slice it nice. You cover it in salt, pepper, vinegar, coriander seeds, garlic powder, and you just keep layering and layering. Leave it to sit for a night or two in the fridge. Keep turning it, and you hang it up. And in a couple of days, beautiful, lovely biltong. If you haven't tried biltong before, don't get the beef jerky from the Sainsburys and the Tesco's. Go online if you want, or if you're not in London or. And go into the Savannah shop or go to Savannah in London and just, just try a little piece of biltong The chilli chutney alte is probably my favourite. So try a little piece of that and trust me, you'll be hooked. Literally every week I come back to Cal's place and him and his best friend are like, did you bring biltong Like, did you bring some? Because I've corrupted them, they absolutely love it. I know, uh, I guess you guys in England have pick and mix and my favourite pick and mix is pick-and-mix-of-animal song. <laughs> like, I would much rather do that than get sweets. Um, okay, we're now going to move on to some coming-out stories. These are just a couple I found, and I thought they are quite funny. So, the first one. My coming-out story was when I was seven, and I watched the Newsies and told my mom that Christian Bale made me, in quotes, feel funny. <laughs> Firstly, I don't know what the newsies are, but I know Christian Bell. And when he was younger, fit. Um, Why do kids say it makes me feel funny? (laughs) I guess some kids don't know, but I feel like I always knew what gay was. And I always knew I was gay. But you can't say it because you've kind of been taught it's wrong. So you say, oh, it made me feel funny. Yeah, I guess your parents would know instantly. Okay, I see what's going on. Yeah, little homo. Um, Next one. Funny story about me coming out, I texted a friend of mine that I was like, I don't know what I am because I like both. And this dude sent me an are you gay test and said, yeah, go have fun. I told my therapist this and she asked me for the link. So now my therapist sends people the am I gay quiz every time. (laughs) I mean, does it work? I I guess it works because you kind of say all your preferences and comes up with, yes, you are hella gay or "Yeah, a little bit fruity. But it's quite cool that your therapist now is like, go on, figure it out for yourself. Are you gay? You're not. Um, next one. Funny story. I have twin cousins. One came out as gay and his brother had five kids before he decided he was gay too. It was like a four to five year span between him coming out and the last child too. Ah, I've said this before. and I'll say it again. There is always at least one gay twin, if not two. I don't know what it is, but twins are just gay. But come on, man, how do you... Ah, I guess people are in different situations and it's tough. But to have five kids and then wait five years and then come out as gay. Man's doing like little Philip Schofield, isn't he? You know, each to their own, but I guess it kind of sucks because you kind of miss out on being young and gay. I think that's quite an important time. And I feel like I wish I came out sooner, but I'm also grateful I didn't wait another couple of years because... I don't know I'm at the point where I don't even feel like I'm gay so I'm just a dude who likes dudes so that sucks that you waited that long okay so remember last week we had Zim vs England and the week before we had things that pissed me off it is now time for things that piss me off again firstly this one if you do this you actually we can't be friends people who spit in public of the grimmest people on this earth I hate it, I don't know why just fucking swallow it it's come from your body so it can go back in your body keep it in or go to the bathroom because no one wants to see you spitting on the road that people have to walk in and then you dribbling down your chin trying to like you know, catch the other dribble spit that's fucking all over your face because you can't properly actually spit because you probably swallow lol (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> <laughs> a gay podcast um yeah stop fucking spitting please it's so disgusting and then you wipe your hands like all over your face you try and get it off and it's all over your clothes oh <clears throat> sorry <sighs> my god <clears throat> i need to compose myself mm. i actually got a chunder sorry about that um secondly this one's just silly but it pisses me off. Why don't computers have autocorrects like phones do? Like I'll be typing fucking A, B, C, F, Y, Z, and it will know exactly what I'm trying to say. Like my phone. Like and then I go on my computer, like you know, abbreviate they are to there there It's my accent, I leave it alone. And it says Eh red squiggly line, you haven't put an apostrophe there like, well, fucking do it for me. You know, I don't want to have to download Grammarly or... The autocorrect on computers just does not match up to the ones on my phone. I don't know why. It should be, surely, on all electronic devices that autocorrect just happens and it's the same. Surely it's the same sort of software. Especially if it's a Mac, like an iPhone, and then a Mac computer. Come on, Apple, sort it out, because... So long, going and having to change. It says, "Oh, options for spelling." Do you want me to add this to your dictionary? I'm like, no, just change it. And like the double spacing with a full stop. Who wants to go and find the full stop button on a keyboard? Surely you want to just double space and then you go into the next sentence, and it automatically puts a capsule letter for you. Ah, <sighs> yeah. um especially because I've got, a, I like kind of write up the script for all my episodes. And it's just blue squiggly line, red squiggly line. Just fix it for me. It's not that hard. Oh, this one. This one has to do with people eating. More importantly, my partner, Cal. I had to warn him to stop doing this. I noticed he did this when we were kind of getting to know each other. And just before he met my parents for the first time, they invited him around for Sunday lunch. And he was like, okay, is there anything I need to like... Do or say or worry about, like, help me. I want to admit, leave a good impression, which is cool. And he does this thing where when he eats, like, takes a fork full of food, he doesn't, like, take the food off the fork. He bites down on the fork and scrapes it against his teeth to get the food off. Just use your lips. And I had to tell him, like, oh, I'm sorry to say this. I know this how you eat, but please stop doing that. My parents will. My mum will probably grab the fork out of your hand and stab you. Because just don't do that. Oh, the sound of like teeth grating on metal oh, gives me shivers. And I know my, my dad would just look at me like... Oh, and I'm like, Dad, please don't say anything. <laughs> it's not good. But who the fuck bites their fork when they eat? Don't do that. Like, one, you're damaging your teeth. Two, it sounds horrible. Three... It's just not table etiquette. No one wants to care you eating your metal fork. But yeah, and so he was like, really? Is that the only thing I need to be worried about with your parents? I was like, yes, they're very nitpicky on table manners and etiquette and eat properly, MoFo. Um. So now he knows every time he comes around to eat properly. Um. But yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and looking forward to the next one. Please, 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 can you guys rate it on Spotify, Apple? We're on 28 ratings now. And honestly, by Christmas, I would love to just get to like 40. That would honestly be amazing. So if you haven't rated it, please give it a rating. Follow the Instagram, um, Jeff Relaxman on all platforms, social medias, podcasting places. That is Geo G-E-O-F-F Relaxman. See you guys all in the next one. Ciao, ciao, bye.